almost four years after having our baby Memphis, who is pretty much a just a human now, almost a teenager. Almost um, a human. Okay, I might start again. <laughs> Hello, welcome to First Time Parents. I'm Heidi. I'm Rupo. We are two parents from Perth in Western Australia sharing our life basically and you get a front row seat we've been sharing our relationship therapy sessions with you you can get them in full if you uh, want to check them out in show notes um, and we've been sharing our journey since our little baby boy was one week old Memphis um, and he's now almost four little man we're gonna <laughs> he is he's a teenager he's acting like a teenager um, but our mission on this podcast is to well stay together <laughs> Yes. Stay together and use this platform to share the reality of parent life after children. And that includes sex, relationship, parenting styles, um, divorces, you name it. It's on the cards. All of it. And today is all about dating. Where are you taking me? Well, we're going to find out a perfect date night for parents with a relationship dating expert. Her name is Debbie Rivers, and we're going to welcome her to the show now. Hey, Debbie. How are you? How are you? Hi. Good. This was a last-minute thing for you, wasn't it? Very last-minute thing for me. <laughs> I'm nervous. I was like, you, well, you don't have time to really think about it, do you? Exactly. So I just have to talk. <laughs> But I'm, I'm loving the podcast. It is so good. Like, oh, thank right. you. Yeah. Which well, makes me nervous. I was going to introduce you to Griffo and then I was like, well, you actually listen to the podcast. So, <laughs> well, I love hearing the guy's point of view because so often it's just women saying what they think and it's really quite different, like the different perspectives. It's great to listen to. Isn't it interesting you say that? Because I think as women, like we do do a lot of the talking and then even in this podcast I find myself sometimes like and then I have to like, you know, bring Griffo in or like, you know, I want to keep talking and like his perspective is so needed. Yeah. We silence our men at times. Exactly. And I love to like when you're talking spiritual stuff and I know my partner goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty common and it's okay, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Deb, we're excited to have you because, one, you're a fan of the podcast. Uh, two, you are going to be able to give us some really valuable tips on how to create a date night for parents, especially with children, because I know even I was thinking about Griffo and I today and I was like, we haven't had like a proper date night in ages and every time we go to have a date night or connect mm-hmm. into me, we just can't be fucked like, <laughs> and so we end up watching what you you tell everyone what we end up watching the football of course so love island love it <laughs> we do connect that way but i think definitely since you know, we kind of go through seasons. Sometimes, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, sometimes you'll be on a on a run and you'll be watching, uh, not watching, going out and doing your thing together and then it just goes dormant. It just falls off the radar. And I don't know why I think you just get, get caught up and then it's like, hang on, let's reset. And then yeah. you go, fuck it, we need to put ourselves forward right now and reconnect. And you do that a couple of times and then you fall back into your old way and then six months go by and you're like, oh, you're grouchy and you don't connect 
yeah. yeah. I actually reckon it's those small things often. And look, I was married for 21 years and I divorced, right? And sometimes I'm like, I wish I knew what I know now would yeah. have saved me a whole lot. You know, we had three kids, two kids in 16 months. And wow. So you don't have a lot of sex and you, you don't connect enough because you don't have a lot of time and you cause damage and no one was talking about it back then. Yeah. Mm, oh my god I can't well so you did them really close together and well where um if we were to have a second child it'd be so far apart but we're still lacking that you know intimacy department and the yeah. relationship department of taking it to the next level of outside the house I guess you know and having a date when when I'm 18 when I wanted to have sex on like a crane <laughs> maybe that's what you're going to tell us to do debbie is that what you're going to tell us to do so but you know what's really changed things because i'm you know i'm with a new partner and you get comfortable when you move in together and i never thought that i would get comfortable again because when you're not living together you make time to see each other you're not just in your trackies or whatever and we've started doing a six second kiss in the morning it's a game changer because it's not just a peck it's a kiss for no reason like not for something, just a kiss. Yeah. But it changes how you feel about stuff and it creates that intimacy that makes you, I don't know, feel different as the day goes on. Yeah. I love that. We actually, one of the things that I I get up when Griffo gets up in the morning and we always talk, have a kiss, like a cuddle, and, like, that's always, like, do you know what I mean? That we're never too, um, I guess, like, in a hurry to do, to you know, yeah. to get out the door or whatever. Like, we do really like to do that, but I love that. So great tip for people, a six-second kiss in the morning. Except for my partner counts the six seconds and I'm like... <laughs> So he's getting distracted. He's not getting the benefits because he's counting. <laughs> oh, so will you help people? This is what you do. You're a relationship expert. And so you, like you said, you were married for 21 years. And if you could share with everyone what, you know, like what you know now, like what, what would be the biggest thing do you think it is? Yeah. Do you know, I reckon it's you get too comfortable with each other and you grow apart. Like the, the research says that most people only spend 10 minutes talking to each other and it's usually about their to-do list, more time on social media than really connecting with each other. So you might be around each other, but you're not really spending much time. And if you put that least effort into a business or in any other area of your life, you wouldn't have one, would you? So it's kind of the most important thing. And I think that we, you know, we stop prioritising romance and fun and being silly together like you did when you were going out. So probably sex on the crane is a really good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. That I'll awesome. have to have a, have a look for one in Malalu. <laughs> was it you that I had? No, it mustn't have been you that I had sex with on the crane. Those other blokes. <laughs> so that was like when I was about 18, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, right, I <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so true. And I think even like Griffo is a man of to-do lists, aren't you? Like, and then he does like to talk about a, the like the no, but I've said a few times, like, let's not talk about like what we've got to do today or next week or whatever. Like, let's just talk, or you know, it's like, how's your day? It feels like the same monotonous shit. So yeah. how do you start to talk about other stuff and how can you bring that in? 
Okay, so what I recommend is that you you schedule a date night, right? So you get out your calendar and you put it in there. Maybe start with once a month, do it or twice a month, and it's non-negotiable. Like no matter what happens, it's set in stone so you don't go, I'm too lazy, I'm not going to do it. And if you build that up to be something that's just you do and you don't cancel, like you wouldn't cancel something else. So it's a non-negotiable thing in your life no matter what. And as your kids get older, even they know that it's non-negotiable, right? So, and then, and you have to take action on that date. It's not enough to set the date. You have to do it. And what I recommend is what happens in relationships is the surprise element goes out of it, doesn't it? We just know what to expect all the time. So, if you take turns on that date, planning it, One of you plans it one time, the next time the other one plans it. And it's a surprise. So you don't go to the same places. You don't go and do the same things. And for the other person who's not planning it, there's no saying no. So, (laughs) which which is tricky because sometimes one person might want to go dancing and the other one hates it. The thing is you go all out and you do whatever it is on that day and you have fun because you're bringing back the fun, the excitement, the trying something new, which brings back some novelty in your relationship that when it gets to same, same. And, you know, if you cannot get out of the house, you can do that in the house. And you've got to guarantee too that you talk. So you're talking not about the kids, not about the to-do list, not about work. You're actually connecting with each other like you would have when you first met. So you're kind of really getting intimate and connecting, which we stop doing, right? Because it's so easy to talk about the kids and we think that we've got nothing to say and we think that we know the other person, but the reality is you change. And I do ask most people, I mean, do you know what each other's favourite chocolate bar is? A lot of people, couples can't say that. They can't know what you love and it changes from day to day. So don't make assumptions, continuing to get to know each other makes a huge difference on those dates oh I like it just gives you that little spark back doesn't it because when we first got together that's what we did that's what we did yeah, we always yeah. do surprise dates like that was our thing you know I would all weekends away like he would plan like he was this is what I miss about Rufo probably the most is he was spontaneous and he would do like surprise like he would come home early from FIFO and surprise you like or fly home over from overseas or do you know what I mean like you had that he yeah. had that, like, um, what would you call it? Like, yeah, the spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the spontaneous streak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely do fall into that trap of you're fatigued and you put that to the side because you've got everything else that comes first, which they're all important, but also you do easily neglect your relationship. Yeah. And meanwhile, you keep neglecting and it withers away. And then when you finally realise it, it's not too far gone. But you do go, holy fuck, where are we? You know, we really have slumped. Yeah, Yeah, we're probably in a bit of a slump right now with the whole date nights. And I think his parents are away. My parents are, you know, they're on the East Coast. They're also away. Everyone's overseas. But you just like. And we've got an awesome babysitter across the road. Like she works at Memphis's daycare. We're friends with them and stuff. But we haven't, we don't use her. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we've just, because we've been in that, like, as we said, just. Exhausted as fuck, like routine, slump. (laughs) So 
So put it in the diary because then that will give you energy. And if you, I mean, spontaneous, can't say the word, being spontaneous is great, but plan it a little bit. So this date, once a month, no matter what happens, you don't change that. So Mm -hmm. put it in the calendar and then take turns planning it. And, and once a month, you could do something at home. Oops. <laughs> you could do you could do a picnic. You could do something in the back garden. But it's more about having some fun back in there because what goes out of a relationship quickest is fun. And, yeah. and you bring back the fun. It brings back the connection. You know, you bring back, I don't know, touching without sex. It brings back intimacy because you don't want it to be another thing on your to-do list. So, yeah, I just think schedule it in. And do you know another another tip that I like? I am a big fan of the Gottmans. Like they studied relationships for 40 years of what worked and what didn't work. And they've got like simple tips. And they've got one book which gives you eight dates to go on. And they give you topics and they give you conversation that you can talk about on the day. So you both read the chapter before, then you go on the date and you talk about it. And it's really cool things that you wouldn't usually talk about, like, there's a date where you talk about sex and intimacy. There's one that you talk about your idea of fun and adventure, your dreams. So it kind of gives you a structure for the conversation, but it also gives you suggestions of where you could go do that because it's more about the talk than the where you're going. Because you don't want to, you don't want to go on your dates to the movies when you're not talking. Because you do that at home and watch Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're going to go to the movies, like what else can you do on top of it? Like we'll always go to Time Zone or Tempion Bowling or like, you know, dinner or something like that with it as well. But we haven't been to the movies even in ages, really. Insane. Yeah. yeah, you did. He went, he went with Memphis and saw The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> he wanted to leave at about three quarters of the way through. I want to go home. I'm like, no, I'm invested. I'm watching this now. I love it. But, you know, I think rule out movies because it doesn't build connection. You're just sitting next to each other. So you want to do stuff where you get a chance to talk, where you get a chance to get to know each other. And it needs to be something that you find fun. So I think the both of you planning one each time brings that element of surprise and it gets you being creative because sometimes we just go going to the same place for dinner. We go here for dinner. I love my partner will go, he's from Adelaide and, you know, he kind of acts like Adelaide, but (laughs) it's not that bad though. I've been there now, but he's acted like a tourist here. So we'll go see things and he'll go plan something and we'll go hop on the train and we don't know where we're going to end up. And it's, it's a lot of fun because it's a bit of an adventure. Yeah, that is fun because, and th- this is the thing as well, because I guess we're in a season as well. For me, I don't always like to go out drinking. Like, of course, we have fun drinking, but I like to do adventurous things. But I think a lot of us tend to fall into, oh, it's got to be around alcohol, but like just jumping on a um, train and just not seeing where you end up is fun. Yeah. Yeah, because you do that overseas, so have some fun with it. Go do some stuff and see what you'd find, like you would if you were going overseas or another state. Yeah, being a tourist. Like, because that's what we do. We used to go to Frio and we used to go tour around Fremantle, like on the bikes or, you know, doing walking tours and stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, we could, we could do more of that. Definitely, yeah. Like you said, we did a lot of um, Frio sort of sightseeing. And when you don't go there often, mm-hmm. it is a lot of unique town. You know, and it's so different to where we are up here in the northern suburbs. So, yeah, I'd be more keen for that. So you're going to plan the next date night? Is that what I'm hearing? 
maybe. <laughs> well, I've actually locked one in and I'm doing it on the we're doing it on the 9th of July. I've already locked the babysitter. So that's good. So what else? What else could you suggest, especially for I think what I really enjoyed when you said was the conversation, the different conversations, because I think you do you fall into literally talking about work, children, or your day. Like that's yeah. so and those conversations from date nights and kind of just if you were having to get to know each other afresh and get rid of what you think you know because people change over time and I think that's the biggest thing in a relationship like in the 21 years I was married we changed so much but you didn't know each other in that change you grow apart so you have to continue to I don't know the Gottmans talk about love maps rather than love languages so all of the things that I should know about you if I love you all of those, you know, you like your coffee done this way, you like this, all of those little things, uh, be really genuinely interested in the person. And we forget to do that because we just think we know who they are, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do recommend get this book, The Eight yeah. It's really good because it gives you some real structure. And if you want some structure and some great conversations that you wouldn't think to talk about otherwise, like in the sex date, they talk about how the next day after you have sex, you could give each other a good review <laughs> of what you really liked. <laughs> no negative stuff. That might bring you closer or further away. <laughs> what you liked, so hopefully. Not how you performed. <laughs> yeah, uh, not just, con like, constructive. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's only constructive, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that you can do simple things, like you could do a date where you cook together like you're on a cooking show and compete over what you make. You could, you know, have a water gun fight. You could do... Um, a mini Olympics and make it naughty or nice, whatever you want. Be creative and have fun with it. And the other thing that I heard someone say to do is do a memory book of your good dates. So take some pictures and put them in a book or your good time. So when you're going through a bad time, you can go back and look through the good memories. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think in a relationship it's small things done often that make the difference. You know, we think it's all of these big gestures. You know, I remember being surprised with a trip to Melbourne and, and my, my ex-husband goes, well, don't I get 100 brownie points for that? <laughs> and big gestures don't get any more than the small ones, do they? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So what are some of the small little wins that you could make with each other, you know, on the daily? Well, I like always going back to the research. So when they studied these couples, what they said is there is one thing that you can do to improve your relationship is responding to the other person's, I hate the way they say it, bids for connection. So you know how you're, you may be reading the paper and your partner says, oh, look at this on telly, or we're always trying to get the attention of our partner. And the relationships that do well is when you respond to those small things that people say to you, you know, like, you, you might just comment about what's on TV. You might talk about something. If the person ignores you or gets angry, it's a bad sign for your relationship. So they worked out that people who divorce only turn towards their partner like 33% of the time. Wow. So it's kind of those little things that you do each day 
that really matter. And, and we think of the big things, but it is the little things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're regular. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think that, sorry. <laughs> the relationships that did the best responded 86% of the time. So no one responds all of the time. But, you know, like you might have one partner, you're reading a book and they interrupt you all the time, which can be annoying. But if you just smile and respond, you're going to do better than getting grumpy at them. <laughs> That just made me laugh because when we sit on the couch, like Brufo <laughs> sometimes like the commentary of some of our shows and I'm like, I'm trying to concentrate on watching it. Now I'm, like, when I'm watching the news and you're just like, Turn it oh, off. who cares? <laughs> I need to respond better. And I just not need to talk. <laughs> so maybe a balance between the two. I'm like, just this is like the juicy bit, and he's like, rah, 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 rah. and I'm like, the weather's on. How cool is this? This is a sunny week ahead, and you're like, oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's that stuff. Like, respond, be interested in those little things sometimes, and it makes a big difference because we, if we reject it all the time in those things, it feels bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And anything else you've got for us, Deb? Otherwise, we're going to go off and. Uh, Try and find a crane. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think, you know, schedule the time in is so important and find things that are fun because it's the fun and the novelty that's going to change things, even if it's going out in the backyard and having a picnic. And, and kind of you can involve your kids in some of that stuff. The older you get, this is, you know, this is our special night and the kids will learn not to interrupt that too. So it's kind of... If you're stuck in your home and you can't get a babysitter, you can still have time where you turn the telly off. You even maybe go to a different space so you're not just in that habit of, you know, putting the telly on. You can put some music on and really talk to each other rather than doing what you always do. I think the novelty and the difference is what changes things. And, you know, date night is so much cheaper than a divorce. <laughs> So true. Yeah, that's so true. And I think like the biggest takeaway that I've got from today is like those bits of connection, how easy they can be. And yeah. like that simplicity is like what could save your marriage, like literally just making that effort to really, truly connect, like just little amounts when they're trying to connect with you, like respond back. Like that's, yeah, big. And I think that when you've got young kids, be kind to yourself too, right? Because it really is a hard time. Like I think the stats are that the highest time for, you know, risk of divorce is around 18 months after the birth of a baby. It, it's kind of the danger thing because men feel unloved, women feel tired and exhausted. And the one thing I didn't know when I had my kids is if you're breastfeeding, you produce a hormone that lowers your sex drive. Mm. which no one ever talks about and mm. I think it's prolactin it's called and it literally lowers your sex drive so you don't fall pregnant again so women are feeling bad that they're not feeling sexy men are feeling neglected but it's kind of what naturally happens to you during you know those couple of years after having a baby and the good news is it all comes back to normal later and, and I think sometimes being able to keep a connection between you so you don't feel rejected is the most important part of that because that damage can kind of, if you don't do anything with it, can last longer. I think that's the one thing I wish I'd have known 
if I could look back and change it because it, making your partner feel rejected in a marriage is, is, or even if you're not married, living together, whatever it is, is the worst feeling and being lonely in a relationship is the worst feeling. So finding ways that even if you're not having sex to just hug for no reason and, and connect with each other is really important. Mm, so good. Yeah. And doing housework is sexy. Like <laughs> there's some research that says you hire the cleaner, Sadie the cleaning lady. Yeah. <laughs> or get a cleaner, right? We got her. We got our cleaner. That's what I said. Should we fire her? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think because people get really some of the conflict can be over one person doing too much. So if you get someone in to do the cleaning, and I, I know that women will often go back and redo a job after a man does it, which <laughs> makes him give up and not do it anyway. Not, not in this house. household. No. <laughs> not in mine either. Redo the stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I think some of those things kind of getting rid of the things that are barriers to that, so you have time for each other, and yeah, turn the telly off a bit more than we do. I think that if you can kind of put aside six hours a week to kind of talk to each other and spend more time, I don't know, even at the end of the day touching and, and turning your phones off and giving 100% of attention to each other, which can be hard when you've got kids, but it's still possible to do. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God, I feel excited. Now we're going to go find the crane. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to hear what you go on your date, first date night, what's planned. <laughs> Yeah, we will. We'll let you know. Well, Debbie, thank you so much. I'll uh, drop drop all your details in the show notes so that people can connect with you. I know you've got amazing advice. It was exactly, I think, just what we needed. Um, you know, after some really heavy conversations on our podcast as well, I think it's nice to have, refreshed. Uh, you know, something refreshing and like, oh, this is achievable. You know what I mean? Like to help with um, the conversations around, you know, people in their relationships because we've been inundated with real messages of people going through similar things, debating baby number two, like, you know, there's job losses, the finances and stuff we've all talked about. So, yeah. Dates don't have to be expensive either. I think we get caught up in the expensiveness of dates. You can just go walk along the beach. You can take a picnic. You can go watch the sunset. So it doesn't have to be, dear, go get those scooters and ride them around. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's just connection. That's like the biggest thing that I, that I take away. So thank you so much. We'll chuck all your details in show notes, but if you want to give a shout out to where we can stalk you for anyone who's listening as well. So you can find me on Instagram, um, Debbie Rivers dating expert. I think it is or coach. I always think which the end is. It's really bad. <laughs> and my website's debbierivers.com.au. Oh, that's easy. Well, we can find you there for all the tips. And, yeah, we really, really appreciate you, Debbie. And before you go, I want to grab a photo as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to First Time Humans. Uh, if you want to slide into our DMs at underscore Heidi Anderson. Thank you so much for listening. And take a snap on your date night and then tag myself and Debbie. Um, obviously not if you're on the crane and you're in the mood. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Lots of love.